the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everyone, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I am your host, Dwan Bent Twyford, and I am just so stinking excited that you are here today. So how does a broke single mom, someone who was fired from Denny's, how does someone like that go on to become one of the top real estate investors in the country? Well, stay tuned. You're at the right place. This is the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I am Dwan Bent Twyford. America's most sought-after real estate investor, and I'm just super stoked to talk to you today. We have a lot to cover, and today's podcast is going to be 15 minutes, so this is going to be super quick. So I'm putting out a little bit of a test. Most of my podcasts are uh, 30 minutes on Tuesdays, and on Thursdays they interview people, and they're about an hour. And I get so many emails from people saying, oh, Dawn, I was listening to your podcast. I was on the way like to the store or to work or to wherever. And I didn't get a chance to quite listen to the very end. So I'm going to do, and I know this, we've already did the very first one for June, which was super important about why all this stuff's happening. If you didn't listen to June 1st, you've got to go back. Um, so I decided I'm going to try for the month of June for the next four weeks I'm going to do 15 minutes, just quick, 15 minutes. I'm going to see if more of you are able to listen, if I get better feedback or not better feedback, and we're going to shorten them up a little bit because I know that if you're listening and maybe you're listening in your car, then you have to go somewhere and you get there in 20 minutes, but the podcast is 30 and you can't sit in the car for 10 minutes and listen, you miss the end. And I also know, realistically, it's hard to go back and listen to the very end because you get busy and this wonderful person slips your mind till the next week. <laughs> so the best thing is to make sure you subscribe so when a new one comes out, you know it. And make sure you go to dwonderful.com so you also get a link to the new one so you know that they're out. Now... <clears throat> Here at Dwonderful, our motto is people before profits. So if that resonates with you, you are at the right place. Now, every week we do a quick check-in. We do drinks with Dwan. Tea. I don't know. It's probably going to be tea forever. <laughs> ah, but cheers to you, my Dwonderful family. Oh, so good. So good. And I know it's the summer and I'm still drinking tea, but time in, I'm a addicted to it. What the heck? I cannot stop with the tea. So we just like to take a minute right here. I like everyone just to take a deep breath, shake off whatever you got going on and just open your mind and be ready to listen and to learn. And we're starting each podcast off now. I'm reading you a five-star review. So I got a great review this week. It says great resource, five stars. 
says, great show. I have been learning about investing for a while, and this podcast has exponentially increased my knowledge. One of the best investing podcasts around, in my opinion. Tammy Martin from the United States. So thank you, Tammy Martin. I appreciate you very much. And I gave you all a super shameless bribe last week. If you'll put a five-star rating and write a nice review, and then opt in at dwonderful.com and email me, info at dwonderful.com. Say, hey, here's my review. I opted in, and I wrote it, and I posted it, and you're awesome. I'm going to send you a Starbucks gift card. Yes, it is a shameless bribe. But you know what? I'd like to be able to do something for you because you're writing nice reviews for me. I've had like 750 or 60 uh, five-star reviews, and I appreciate the fact that you took a minute to do a review, so I'm going to start rewarding you. Okay, so uh, so just make sure you tune in every single week and learn you know, all my super secret sauce things. In fact, not listening to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever will actually cause you to lose money. I know nobody wants that. I especially do not want that for you. So today we're going to talk about what happens when a closing gets delayed. Now, we've talked about short sales in the past a lot. So when you have a short sale, and let's just say that you have um, a $200,000 house, and the bank has agreed to do the short sale for $100,000. And I know some of you are like, oh, Dwan, but listen, go back and look at all my titles. Anything about short sales, read it. If you don't think short sales are coming here in the next few months, you'd be sadly mistaken. Sadly. So here's what happens. You get the short sale accepted. And say the closing date is September 30th. Okay, we'll just use a random date. We'll just, yeah, we'll just say it's September 30th. So whenever you listen to this around the year, I'll do that in June. September 30th. And the closing date is set. So now what happens a lot of times is you get to the day of the closing and it's the end of the month. Typically a lot of uh, investing type closings are on the last day of the month and the title company couldn't get a final payoff from the bank or something happened where they couldn't get the actual final numbers. So what happens is the, po the closing may have to get postponed. Let's just say it gets postponed three days, okay? Now, at many, many, many of my closings, the homeowners have showed up with all of their stuff in a moving truck. Everything is in a moving truck. They're ready to close. They're going to get the cash I'm going to give them, and they're moving on. So now my homeowners are at the closing. Their moving truck is sitting outside. The bank says, oh, I can't get the numbers to you in time. We're going to have to close in two days, three days. Now, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, you have a little bit of a dilemma on your hands. And this has happened to me many, many, many. This has happened many, 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 many times. Uh, mostly when I lived in Florida. Because in Florida, if you look at, it, just Google this on the Weather Channel. If you look at the state, it goes down like this. And there's a box. There's an imaginary box around the state of Florida. And in that box is when a hurricane or a tropical storm comes into the box, uh, the title companies, the insurance companies will not issue insurance. So 
We have this box. It's like 400 miles. It's a big box. Way over here. Way over here. Way, like off the screen. A little tropical storm comes in. Like, oh, it's in the box. We can't issue insurance today. So everyone's sitting there waiting to close, and they can't get insurance on the property. So the person you're selling it to, you're wholesaling it to your rehabber, can't get insurance. And the homeowners are there with their truck, can't get insurance because the storm's in the box. This is why I always make my rehabbers get insurance before, like two or three days, I make them get it and pay for it before the closing because that thing in the box, that has affected at least 100 of my closings over my 25, 30-year career. I mean, it's a big thing. But let's just say, not the box. The bank uh, accepted the short sale. They couldn't get the information over in time. And they're like, oh, we're going to put it off for two days. So these are some things that you need to know. First of all, is there a per diem? Fact one, you have not used the word per diem in all 180 podcasts. What's a per diem? A per diem is a cost per day. So let's just say that the mortgage payment, just to make this really easy, the mortgage payment is $1,000 a month. So you divide it by 30 days in the month, and that's $33 a day. So that means each day that the closing goes by, the bank is going to charge you a per diem. They're going to charge you the 33 bucks a day. Now, if you have a $500,000 house, this daily per diem could be hundreds, three, four, five, six hundred dollars every single day. I had one house that was in the box one time. That stupid closing took two weeks to drive on. It's like, oh my God. So that money, where does that come from? your pocket. So here's what you do. If for some reason the bank cannot get the paperwork to the title company, closing agent, escrow, whatever you use in your state, then if that person, like if the title company will call and say, hey, and maybe the title company isn't ready. They, they thought they did everything, but they didn't finish the title search or something, and they didn't get everything finished. If you can get the bank, not the bank, the title company, if you can get the title company to call the bank and say, listen, it's our fault. We messed up. We didn't get everything done. I'm going to need three extra days. I'm going to ask you to waive that per diem. Almost always the title company, uh, the bank, gosh, I'm losing my words today because I'm using them so interchangeable here. If the title company calls the bank, the bank will almost always waive the per diem. But if you call and say, hey, thanks for doing my short sale, but the title company can't close for three days, like, oh, there's $30 a day per diem, whatever it is. So if the title company will make the phone call and they will say, hey, we messed up, we can't close for three or four or five or six days, and it's our fault, would you please waive the per diem, the bank almost always will. It's just a matter of who made the phone call. So be aware of the fact that there's a per diem. So even if it's not a short sale, it's a regular closing and you have a closing date set and for whatever reason it goes extra days, the bank's going to want extra money because they're missing their mortgage payment. Okay, have the title company make that call. Now, this has happened to me as well. The homeowners have shown up with everything they own on a moving truck and I always pay for the moving truck. I had a con not a contract, I had a deal with a moving truck in South Florida, and they charged me 500 bucks, and they would load the people's houses completely up, drive it to the closing, I'd pay them $500 cash, and they would take it to the new house, provided it was in the same area. 
Not like they're moving from California to Florida. It's in the area. So I give them 500 bucks, and then, because a lot of these homeowners are losing their house, they may, if there's any closing costs, we have to pay them. So sometimes they don't have any money, and the money that they're getting is from us after it closes. So now they're there, they have everything in a truck. The moving truck needs to get the stuff off the truck. They've got other jobs, and the homeowners don't have anywhere to go because they left their house. So sometimes you may have to pay for a hotel, and you may have to pay an extra day or two to have the stuff on the moving truck. So sometimes weird things like that happen, but you need to always plan ahead so when one of these crazy situations happens, you don't get caught with your pants down, and you have not a dollar because you're waiting on this closing, and the homeowners have nowhere to go, and the stuff's on a truck, and the closing's been delayed by three days because of the bank, the short sale, the title company, the box, whatever it is. You have to always know about things like this. Now, a lot of banks will also say, we'll accept your deal like a short sale, but you have to close before the sheriff's sale. So the sheriff's sale is on September 10th. And you're closing on the 9th. And now you can't close for three days. And the bank's like, nope, we're not going to move it to sale. We're not moving it. Goes to sale tomorrow. Deal's off. So, again, this is where your title company needs to call and say, hey, listen, this is completely my fault. I need you to move the sale date to next week. And then I need it in writing. And then you, the investor, you need to call up and make sure that that sale date got moved a week. So lots of little things like this can honestly happen, and you're sitting, the first few times it happened to me, I was at the closing table, I didn't have a clue what to do. I was like, oh my gosh, people are on a truck, the sale date, the bank won't move the sale date, I have to close by the sale date, the paperwork's not done, the title company, you know, scheduled 2,000 closings a day, and all this stuff like that, and I, and I learned all this by the seat of my actual pants. And I'm telling you, you can be on your way to this, like, oh, so fun. I'm going to make 20 grand today. Whoop, whoop. And then all of a sudden, you're sitting in the center of a disaster. So this is where you have to rely on your team. So if the closing is delayed, title company needs to call the bank. If the bank says, I'm not moving the sale date, the title company needs to call the bank and say, hey, I need this moved. And then the bank says, okay, I'll call my attorney. I'll call you back. All right, we moved up to a week. You need to call that county courthouse and make damn sure that closing got moved for a week. Okay, because otherwise, it's a disaster. So if you can just remember all these little things and, and get it in writing. If the bank says, yeah, we'll extend it for a week, get it in writing. Call and confirm. Make sure. You dot the I's and cross the T's. You make sure everything got done correctly so that those poor people are not just stuck on a truck. It happens. Okay, wow, that was 15 minutes. That's super fast. I'm going to see how you guys like the 15-minute quick, quick, quick versus the 30-minute longer, chattier Dwan. So I think you're going to like the 15-minute quick, quick, quick to the point because most of us are doing this in our net time and we want to get to the point. All right, the life equity this week is, is physical. Now I'm going to make fun of people right now. So... If you get offended, I, I don't care. There's a new thing now called grounding. Grounding. It's where you walk in the grass and you walk on the earth. And you become one with the earth. And it settles your soul and lines up your system and sets your chakras in place. Okay, 
I was a kid, we called that going barefoot. I went barefoot my whole life. All summer, all spring, into the fall until it was too cold. We never wore shoes. But apparently now it's called grounding. <laughs> so, if you call it grounding, I hate to tell you, but it's called barefoot. And we invented it a super long time ago. That's why I'm OG. A long time ago. But it does actually help your body walking around in the grass. Not in the sidewalk. On the grass. Maybe at a park. Wherever you don't have a yard. Like we live in the mountains. We have dirt. So it really does help your body just to ground up with the earth for a minute. So my challenge to you is physical. I want you to walk outside just for 10 minutes. Just walk in the yard or walk at a park or walk somewhere bare feet. And just take some nice deep breaths and ground yourself. <laughs> or just walk barefoot. <laughs> That's what real people call it. Okay, so don't forget to go to dwanderful.com. Opt in to get four free ebooks, five stars, reviews, subscribe, all the good stuff. Remember, the truth is in the red letters. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Ciao! Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams, dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.